Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. A movement, I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. Anyone have that dad or uncle or that friend's dad? who suddenly began questioning their success in life and started irrationally reevaluating their goals and priorities. It can happen when life gets comfortable enough for long enough to really start noticing what other people have, and then erroneously basing expectations of success on limited views of other people's lives. The classic stereotype midlife crisis is the gym membership, supplements, and a brand new sports car, but it can also go dark pretty easily. Everything in life has an opportunity cost, and sometimes people start thinking they'd rather have the things they gave up. This leads to an affair with a younger coworker and leaving their family, crushing their spouse and irreparably hurting their children, getting deep into debt for fun stuff they always wanted, and adopting a self-centered attitude toward life. Where does this lead? Broken homes, broken hearts, crushing debt, and misery. That's the short list anyway. Nations really aren't all that different. We began as a young nation full of hope and promise. Like any young person, we had problems. Things we needed to change, things we needed to work on. Anyone have kids, especially teenagers, who don't have problems? Look back at yourself as a teenager. I bet by now you've grown out of most of the things you really struggled with. Now you have a different set of problems you have to deal with. Any retired people listening? I bet you overcame and grew out of the problems you struggled with as young parents and as parents of teenagers. I also bet you have a whole new list of problems you're working on. For a long time, we struggled to get by, made sacrifices, and did without. Then came the post-World War II era, the Atomic Age, then the Computer Age, and we found ourselves living quite comfortably. Somewhere in the not-too-distant past, we began to take our comforts for granted. It wasn't enough. It's never enough. We started to look at what we could have and forgot what was really important. Why those things were the opportunity cost. Why we passed them by in favor of other, more worthy opportunities. We got selfish and self-centered, and that made us miserable. We thought the misery was the result of not having what we wanted. Turns out, it's actually from misplaced priorities. Most people grow out of it. The sports car was fun, but it gets sold to pay off the mortgage faster. The image-centered gym membership transforms into a health-centered gym membership. Sparks are rekindled with a spouse and more time is spent with the kids. So, as a nation, do we grow out of this? America is taking a beating right now. The level of self-flagellation in this country right now is absurd and appalling. People who have plenty of their own problems are hyper-focused on issues that were resolved, or at least largely resolved, well before they were even born. Growing up, racism wasn't a thing for me. It wasn't even a topic. It wasn't talked about, it wasn't discussed, and it wasn't an issue. Nobody cared. That's something we're backsliding on. Our nation is growing and learning. We beat the institution of slavery. Opportunities for education, work, and voting rights 
have been extended to groups who were once erroneously denied. Not a lot of people consider this, but alcohol consumption in the U.S. is way down from 1800s levels. Open persecution of religions is nearly non-existent. In our early days, Catholics were mistrusted and persecuted. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in its infancy, was chased out of the U.S. entirely. That's how they ended up congregated in Utah. Utah wasn't a state at the time. They were living primarily in Missouri and Illinois, until the people of Illinois murdered their founder, and Missouri issued an extermination order that they all be murdered or driven from the state. Want to know why? Primarily because their vote threatened the existence of slavery. I don't think too many people are worried about their entire religion being murdered today. Yeah, we're growing and maturing. Nations do it just like people. However, today we are being inundated with self-deprecating nonsense that we're a horrible, irredeemable society and we have to destroy ourselves to be saved. How about no? Look at what we've overcome. Look how far we've matured. Look at the quality of life our poor and middle class enjoy compared to 200 years ago. Now, we've grown accustomed to our comforts. Survival demands have diminished to the point where we can sit back and contemplate mad nonsense and invent problems. We do have problems. People going through midlife crises still have real-world problems to deal with. They come with every stage of life. But they, and we, are piling self-imposed problems on top of the real ones. So, figuratively speaking, as a nation, will we grow up? Will we sell the sports car, rekindle the relationship with our spouse, and spend more time with our children? Or will we leave them? and abandon everything good in our life for the allure of madness. Again, I'm talking about us as a nation. We can overcome the societal ills we face today, just as we have in the past. This is a phase of maturing, just as the previous eras have been. In America, in the long view, social victory has always bent towards freedom. The history of the U.S. has been a long train of extending rights and freedoms where they had been previously violated. Our trajectory has not always been forward. We've had a lot of close calls. The last time things were this hot, we ended up in a four-year bloodbath that nearly ended this grand experiment. We've made it through because a critical mass of good people chose freedom over self-serving ambition and power. Be careful of the motivations of those driving social and political change today. There's good people, and there's not-so-awesome people. And they're both working very, very diligently. Do they want freedom for everyone, or do they want power? When you look at an individual who's trying to influence society, when you look at a politician, when you look at a celebrity, when you look at someone who's just speaking out, when you look at someone who's writing books, when you look at someone behind a megaphone standing in the middle of a crowd, do they want freedom for everyone or are they seeking their own power? That's a pretty good litmus test, but you do have to actually evaluate their actions. There are a lot of people talking a good game right now who are liars and cheats. Christ said, by their fruits, ye shall know them. That implies that you have to actually evaluate the fruits. Now, we're going to be okay. Personally, I think we're in for a real rough patch coming up. And by rough patch, I mean savagely keel-hauled repeatedly and only surviving by individually turning to God for instruction and protection. But, provided we do that, I do think we're going to be okay. Now is the time to learn to listen to the Spirit of the Lord and follow the guidance God is offering. 
And I mean that individually, not collectively. We each have to learn how to do that now. All right, I'm keeping this one short this week. I'm going to leave it there. Till next time, be informed, stay safe, don't do anything stupid. Thank you.